of the best things about the conference circuit is being able to see old and new friends in different places, places like Chicago. And it was really a great opportunity this spring and summer within a one-quarter period to uh, see the so-called Second City twice. It's a really great place for a conference because after an intense day of learning and hearing and talking to speakers and other attendees, it's a great opportunity to uh, check out the Chicago River or the Lakeshore. And uh, one of the conferences I was fortunate enough to attend was the TIS-19, which is a joint production of NCTC and ACA Connects. And we talked to first-time attendee Pam Gillies in this issue of VOD View. And Pam is the VP of Marketing and Communications. It was her first show. And she brings quite a bit to the table uh, to independent operators. In her uh, role as marketing and communications, she uh, was behind this effort to start the Marketing Innovators Group. And as you'll hear in the interview with her, it was uh, very innovative, the things they did. Matt Pollock, our old friend from Pittsburgh, uh, gives us an overview of some of the takeaways for him and uh, the progress they're making, uh, working with uh, both sides of the aisle to advance legislation, which leads to uh, their proposal that Ross Lieberman talks about. It's a, a multi-agency, uh, or not multi-agency, multi-association proposal and company proposal on reclaiming spectrum in the C-band. That's the 3.7 to 4.2 gigahertz band. And Ross talks about uh, how they could free up 370 megahertz of that for uh, potential 5G use while bringing fiber out to hard-to-reach places for mid-mile type stuff. Which leads to broadband is, you know, sometimes the mid-mile is tough, sometimes the last mile is tough, but oftentimes it's that last 300 feet, it's inside the building. And I was fortunate to moderate a panel a few months ago from uh, the NTCA's Business and Tech uh, Conference and uh, had an operator, an engineering firm, and a a vendor of equipment that uh, allows you to use existing coax to serve that 300 feet. We talked about the various tools in the toolbox to uh, get there. Uh, some tweets and short thoughts. You've got to listen to uh, Patty Boyer's uh, make the case for why broadband is important in rural areas and why local operators are important to making that happen. Uh, ITN America, we uh, saw them at Smart uh, Driving Car Summit, and Princeton uh, Professor Kornhauser talks about her latest paper, Catherine Foyne's latest paper on some of the statistics that they're seeing from driving real people around, real seniors around. And, uh, and then I think there's an opportunity for rural um, providers in the electric vehicle market, at least um, if you take Brad Templeton's idea and maybe extend it, and who knows, maybe uh, a rural telephone, rural electric cooperative, rural cable company could kind of be the electric Airbnb for their area. And speaking of electric transportation, let's go back to that old standby, the kids' standby razors. They now have electric sharing, scooter sharing program with a little bit different twist. They have scooters that are pretty robust. They have uh, seats on them and they have big tires. Seem a little safer than the uh, initial scooters that had come out with the smaller tires. And as importantly, it's their business model. They are a privately held company, and they actually are hiring employees in the markets they go to. And I did see them tooling around in San Diego a few months ago, but in the VOD view in this issue, we will talk to the vice president of marketing, global marketing for Razor, and she'll explain what their strategy is. So this is it for this issue, the 
August 20th, 19 issue of the VOD View. Thanks for listening.